Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. It's the Super Bowl show presented by Northwest Tank Lines to deliver and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovic. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show. Coming to you from Radio Road, the Los Angeles Convention Center. Super Bowl 56, pitting the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. It's the Moj with another episode for you as we continue to provide you coverage all the way from Los Angeles. And we do have a big show for you today. We'll get to the guests in a second, but before we do... Um, really should mention our sponsors uh, because every time as we kind of get close to the end here we we look back at the week that was and how much fun it was and in terms of the content bringing it to you hopefully you're enjoying it but none of it is possible without our sponsors so at this time uh, bear with me I know that you probably want to hit that little fast forward button but bear with me as we give a little love to all of our sponsors first off our presenting sponsor Northwest Tank Lines Tom Blaney and Company Anthony McMurchie uh, thank you for their support. Every year they step up to the plate and make sure that uh, they are part of this broadcast slash podcast. Um, so a big thank you to Tom and Anthony. Also a big thank you to the folks at OK Tire, the Delaney's. Starts off with Trevor, of course, now just kind of sitting there in retirement, golfing in the shoe swap. He's letting the kids, the young bloods, run the shop out in Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, of course. Brett Delaney, Clayton Delaney do a tremendous job out there. And trust me when I tell you, and I'm not blowing smoke here, folks. I'm telling you the truth. Every time I send people out to OK Tire, they just rave about the service that they get. Um, and they're there for everything. Never mind about tires. Complete automotive service available at OK Tire. Another individual that we want to thank is Ronnie Patterson, of course, with the Pioneers Pub in Richmond. Ladner Landing as well. Um, Ronnie was our home base this year for Seahawk road games and had a lot of fun with Ronnie and of course he stepped to the plate as well and a little shout out for Bucky's Bucky's Pizzeria I should say Um, Bucky's of course out in South Surrey it's another project that Ronnie has going on so a big thank you to them for stepping up as well and want to thank our good friend George Petropavlos who's been with us a long time with the Rivers Reach Liquor Store in New Westminster. And again, you talk about a guy who's loyal, a guy who always kind of steps up and helps out George Petropavlos and the Rivers Reach always there for us. So getting to today's show, we do have a great show for you lined up. We're going to talk some Seahawks football with Marcus Trufant, former Seahawk corner, of course, was part of that team that went to Super Bowl 45 and, uh, or pardon me, Super Bowl 40 and wound up losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, great, great guy. We've interviewed him, of course, many times over the years. It's been a while, but we'll talk to him about some of the projects he has going on. He's got a couple of uh, podcasts, the Barbershop Show and the Truly Unruly Podcast, which he does with his wife. We'll also talk to him about some of his foundations. And, of course, we'll talk to him about the current state of the Seahawks, the Super Bowl, and his memories 
of the Super Bowl. So looking forward to talking to Marcus Trufant. Jimbo Covert is going to stop by. Hall of Fame offensive lineman with the Chicago Bears, part of their Super Bowl championship team. And he was in town or is in town doing a great job with the Gridiron Greats. Uh, great, great party last night, the Jaws and Dicka Cigar Party. Um, we had a great time. And uh, Jimbo Covert, of course, big part of that is coach kind of steps back a little bit from doing all the, the hard work and still lends his name to the event. But Jimbo's one of those guys behind the scenes that really goes out there and uh, puts his heart and soul into this fundraising experience, which helps older NFL players that might not have the financial wherewithal to support themselves through some of the things they go through life. So great stuff coming up with Jimbo Covert. We'll talk to him about the Bears. We'll talk to him about Super Bowls and Walter Payton and all that stuff. Our next guest, well, I should say our first guest, is the one and only Joe Theismann. Uh, always have fun talking football with the Redskin, pardon me, Washington Commander legend. I, I don't know how to do this because, I mean, they worked the Commanders when he played, but, you know, political correctness, we'll just call him the quarterback for the Washington team uh, back in the 80s, of course, led them to a Super Bowl. And, of course, Joe also took the Toronto Argonauts to a Grey Cup. I love that trivia question. Only two QBs to take teams to a Grey Cup and a Super Bowl. It's Joe Theismann and Joe Cap. Cap did it with the Lions and the Vikings. So, you want to have a little trivia question sometimes, maybe, you know, bet a pint at the uh, the landing or at the reach or whatever. There you go. So Joe Theismann is coming up, to ne- uh, coming up next and looking forward to talking to Joe. This is the Super Bowl Show presented by Northwest Tank Lines. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus, food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number three in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines, and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show, coming to you from Radio Row, Los Angeles Convention Center. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovic. 
getting you ready for Super Bowl 56 between the Rams and the Bengals. And our next guest, well, he is a regular with us here. He's a regular with us throughout the course of the year. He's our good friend and Super Bowl champion, the one and only Joe Theismann. Joe, hey, what are you doing here? Hey, Moj. Uh, it's good to catch up with you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, well, funny you should ask. Um, actually, this I, I did this with you last year as well. Um, I'm associated with a company called Medliminal. It's M-E-D-L-I-M-I-N-A-L. And it's medliminal.com. And what we do is we examine uh, medical bills, the bills that a company would have for their employees. And we want to make sure that they're accurate. And it's really that simple. We have a what's called an HCAT technology where it runs through the computer. It's examined. And then we have healthcare experts as well as nurses examine it as well. And make sure that you're being billed properly for the services that are being rendered. And from a company standpoint, it's one of the places that you can actually save money. You can actually reduce your costs that way. And so that's why I think it's important that we all understand because I know, you know, of course, living in Canada, we know it's socialized medicine Mm -hmm. up there. It's different down here in the U.S. But we want to be able to to be able to have a company possibly give the get the best care and yet not be overcharged for it. And so that's basically what the company does. They examine them and uh, they try and save the company money. Website. Uh, medliminal.com, M-E-D-L-I-M-I-N-A-L.com. Good stuff. Hey, I'm Kellyanne, your uh, my, assistant. My, my, actually, my, my guardian angel. Yeah, here your guardian angel here because I was giving you a hard time because I was actually going to make sure that there was not any moisture in the air as we walked hey, from just one be- table to the other table. Because the story behind this, folks, is Joe was in Vancouver filming a movie. It's a lie. And we walked, I think, from Fortes to Global. It was maybe a little mist in the air. No, no, it was rainy. <laughs> of, course, of course, here's the thing. With all the, hair that, with, get... with all the hair that you have, you wouldn't feel it anyway. Oh, no, I'd feel it more than you would. That's <laughs> the problem. You just didn't want to get your hair wet that I night. I did not want to mess my hair up. Yeah, You're and so, like, right. the whole time, I'm every time I've way. seen Joe since then, he's always, you know, while kind of giving me a hard time how's that for pg-13 giving me a hard time about that night so hey yeah, you know what you couldn't get a car you, you, <laughs> you couldn't get an umbrella and you couldn't get a car hey no it's not too far away it's like five blocks up the road right you know it's it's, it's very hard to walk on yeah. the sidewalk when you're ducking next to buildings to get out of the rain i know that it was a great, uh, night, though. great food too. yeah great and place. by the way you uh you were filming a movie up there you, yeah, you've we done did. a lot of work up there right yeah, we have we film in vancouver the uh, hallmark channel yeah I did two movies, Love on the Sidelines and Snow Coming, were the yeah. two I filmed up there. And I have a, you know, with the pandemic, it's been difficult to travel across the border. Obviously, if I went into Canada, you, you have to quarantine for two weeks and then we're there for a number of time. And I just, I just didn't have a month to take out of my life to be able to go up and do it. We are looking at another new script now, hopefully to go forward. Um, but I love being in, up in Vancouver. I loved it. You know, when I would visit and travel and go up and do speeches before. I mean, to me, it's one of the most beautiful, magnificent parts of the country. You know, the, the one thing that I know with you, um, you are so busy. Like, you're doing motivational yeah. speeches. You're doing, every time I'm talking to you, you're texting you, you're like all over the map. I I'm am. in Houston at 9. I'll be in Chicago at 1. I'll be in New York at 7 or something like that. It's sort of been that way. I've been very blessed and lucky to have people want to, you know, have a chance to hear me do the presentation that I do and you know I wrote the book called how to be a champion every day and it's based off of the relationship between the world of sports the world of business and our own lives and how they parallel one another and that's the essence of the presentation I do it's it's really to help people look at their lives and their relationships and say how can I be better person how can I be a better friend how can I be a better partner Uh, and and what can I do to be able to advance my life and that's why you know being a world champion 
has been the moniker that so many of us have had the chance to talk about. What? Why? Why are we champions? What made us champions? Uh, and, and so you have that opportunity to be able to share those stories with people. But now, after the pandemic, everybody's been cooped up so long. Sales forces want to get together. Management teams want to get together again. And it's great to see people in an audience. I mean, yeah. I, I've done virtual, I do virtual meetings as well, but it's hard to be able to say the things you want to say and get the responses that you get looking at a little dot on the computer. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking of you the other day, well, probably a couple months ago, actually, mm -hmm. to be accurate. And I remember your keynote speak in Vancouver at the Orange Helmet Award. Yeah. As you know, you, you know, I think I've told you that right. they, uh, they basically changed formats at our all-sports station. And, you know... 20 years, you're a radio show host, and so some, what am I, right? And it brought me back to your keynote speech at the Orange Helmet Awards, oh. the BC Lions Orange Helmet Awards a few years back, in which you realized your career was over after your injury, and you said, I've always been Joe Theismann, quarterback, football player. Who am I now? Right. And you kind of got to go through that when you go through a situation where maybe you have to make a career change or whatever. I don't know why. I just kind of thought of that and, and of, how valid that point was. A lot of people, you know, you really have to make a decision. I mean, because yeah. people say, you know, Joe, you seem like you're always up. You're always up. You're, you're a high energy guy. And all this. I have, listen, I have my days. Yeah. You know, peaks and valleys are life. Question is, how long do you want to stay in the valley? You can sit there and wallow in the valley forever. You can make your mind up that you want to climb the ladder and, and move on up. And you know, that's basically what I did after my leg got broken. Uh, I, you know, I was at hell. I mean, I, I was making, I was the fourth highest paid player in the National Football League in 1984. And you look at a million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. Now it's uh, sort of interesting when you look at the numbers. Now of you'd these be guys. a backup punter. Oh, minimum 750, I yeah, think. I mean, yeah. but, you know, and, I, and I'm thrilled for the young people that are out there making, in every profession, that yeah. have a chance to be able to make money. Um, it's funny, I, there was a story about Patrick Mahomes buying a piece of the Kansas City Royals. And I thought, man, that's terrific. When I was playing, I sponsored a Little League baseball team. Does that make <laughs> us both owners? <laughs> you know, you know we're, both, we're both sponsoring baseball teams in one way or another. Yeah. But um, it's – and then speaking of football, I mean, these playoffs have been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, games, walk-offs at the end and everything they've done has just been incredible. So I expect this Super Bowl to be pretty much along those lines. I don't expect anybody to run away from anybody. The quarterbacks, Burrow and Stafford, uh, fun. Just your thoughts on those two? Uh, I think you know Matthew is the the Rams brought him here to be here. That's why they made the deal with Detroit to bring Matthew Stafford here. They identified him as the guy that they believed could get him here and win this. I think for Joe Burrow, this is really his second year. I mean, they were a four and twelve football team a year ago only because they didn't have Joe Burrow. I mean, it would have been a different story had he played. I love his maturity. I love the way he plays the game. I love his swagger. And there was the one thing that the one comment or the answer to a question that he made that just piqued my interest and sort of, I guess you could say, made me fall in love with them. Uh, they asked him about his diamond necklace, which is JB9. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, are they real diamonds? And he said, I make way too much money not to have real diamonds. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I like that. <laughs> he's got I, swag. I, he's got it, you know. He's yeah. got it. I, mean, I used to wear the fur coat. And, mm -hmm. You know, I went the Namath route and all that stuff all the time. And. I don't know. There, certain people have a personality that, that lends itself that way. But I think, I think Joe is, is not only – he is the Cincinnati Bengals. He is the essence of who they are as a team. Yep. And it's, it's great to have somebody like him to be the guy of their football team. I mean, he's shown toughness and, and resiliency, and it just got better and better as the year went on. In your mind, what does this game hinge on? 
it hinges on the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals mm. and the defensive line of the Rams. Now, you might say that Joe Burrow was sacked nine times against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so that really wasn't the outcome. But Tennessee doesn't have the offense that the Rams have. That, that to me, is yeah. the difference. And, and, I, and, you know, oddly enough, it's probably going to be somebody that we never talk about. It could well be, and it could be a kicker. Both of these are very good yeah. kickers. Both of them have kicked under pressure. But the bottom line is, is there are so many different individuals that could make a play. I think, I think OBJ could be an MVP. I think Jamar Chase could be an MVP, mm-hmm. as well as the quarterbacks. Don't sleep on the running game. Joe Mixon was, what, third, third highest uh, rushing yards in the league this year? Yeah. Like, right up 13 touchdowns. Then you got Akers, who's coming back, just has to protect the ball. Sonny Michel's been there before. He knows what it's like. Scored the winning touchdown in one of uh, New England's games. Uh, and and you know, normally, you'd sort of lean a little bit towards the tight ends, but... You know, I see the tight ends in this game as being factors, but not as big as they would be if everybody was healthy. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Cooper Cup. You know, and that's why I think OBJ, OJB, or OBJ has a chance yeah. to be able to do some, you know, do some really good things, which he has in the, you know, has in the past. I just look at this game, and I'm, I'm with you. I think the key is getting the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly. Maybe you run Mixon at the pass rushers like Donald and Miller to take that bite out of them. Maybe you get them going east-west, but I just think when it's all said and done, I mean, a lot of my boxes I tick on the Rams except one quarterback. And every time I think of Burrow, Joe, I just think, I think like 34-31 with McPherson with a walk-off kick like we've seen in these entire playoffs. But I don't see the number going that high, Moach. I just, I mean, that... For one of these defenses to give up 34 points, I think that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, Cincinnati's defense is understated and underrecognized. They they did they did a heck of a job. I mean, look at how close the games were. You didn't see you didn't see any of the playoff games running away like that. Yeah, you know. And, and you look at the job you look at the job they did, the magnificent job they did against Kansas City. And this is something nobody really talks about. And I'll make mention on your show because this is probably the last interview I'm going to do it for the day is everybody's asking the question, why did Patrick Mahomes throw the ball to Tariq Hill and not throw it in the end zone at the end of the half? With five seconds to go, why do you throw a pass like that and allow him to get tackled short of the end zone? My answer is, he thought he had another timeout. It's a good answer. It's also, yeah. it is also supported by visual film. If you look at that pass, after he throws the pass and Tariq gets tackled, he, he turns and calls, tries to call timeout. Wow. He didn't have one. Wow. They lost one in a challenge. I'm surprised nobody has brought that up. Well, but it I was the first because I asked the question when I saw it. Yeah. It's just like I asked the question in the Buffalo-Kansas City but game. But you see it through a quarterback's lens, Why right? do you kick the ball into the end zone and take no time off the clock? That one even I asked. Him. Okay, so, yeah. but then all of a sudden, why do you not throw the ball in the end zone? At the end, of, why don't you do it? Because he thought he had another another well, timeout about, in his pocket. You know, look in the Bills' defense or in some sort of prevent, and they're taking away the sidelines. Kansas City still has timeouts left. Make them. Why make you? Don't let them. Let them. You want them to throw ten yard outs because you're gonna you're gonna use up four or five seconds. But just kick the ball on the ground. Yeah. You know, and they had, they had timeouts left, and it's like whoa. I mean, and and then of course you go to San Francisco and Green Bay. And it's like you're backed up on your own end, and you don't protect the middle on a punt. On a punt, yeah. I, you know it, it's it's 
there there were distinct moments in each of these games that determined the outcomes of these football games, and those were some of them, I thought. Joe Theismann, for a couple more minutes, the Super Bowl must bring back memories. Uh, I want to throw this your way, being a Super Bowl champion with the Washington Redskins at the time, now the Washington Commanders. Another one thing, Joe, I don't think Coach Gibbs gets his due. And I say that because yeah. you always hear, you know, Chuck Noll, Belichick, all these coaches, all done it with one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Coach Gibbs won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Three to different me, running backs, too. That, that to me, that's uh, that tells me what this guy was able to do. It wasn't like he hitched his wagon to one guy mm-hmm. and away he went. I just don't think this guy gets his due. I agree with you. And it, it's uh, the, the, the system that he brought in, the system that he taught, the system that we ran, uh, stood the test of time with Doug and Mark and myself. Yeah. Um, really, I, I sort of feel special about the whole thing because I was his first. I was sort of the experiment mm-hmm. that he had to, that he deal with. And believe me, I was much tougher than Doug or Rip was. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's funny. When, when, uh, when Tony Stewart first started driving for Joe, um, Tony, you know, was a little out there, okay? Mm-hmm. He had a lot of things going on. And, and so when, when I left the game, um, I, I was tough on Joe. I mean, we'd have our meeting at 7.30 in the morning, and Joe would sleep at Redskin Park Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. He'd come walking out of his office with a cup of coffee and his eyes barely open. I'd be coming down the hall going, hey, coach, how's it going? Are we ready for it? And, and he would turn around and go back in his office. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I said, so I said to him one day, I said, hey, you know, I saw Joe. I said, when he had Tony, and Tony was doing some of this crazy stuff, I said, you thought you got rid of my personality, didn't you? Uh, but you actually have one in racing as well, and it was Tony then. That, that's great. Yeah, yeah, full coach, circle. I, I, I tell people, Joe, Joe was an incredible halftime adjusting coach but he was phenomenal when it came to designing plays in the red zone. I mean, year. remember, we, we led the league in scoring in 1983 with 541 points. Mm-hmm. When we entered a game, truthfully, it wasn't a question of whether we would win or lose. How much? My question was how many points were we going to score. Yeah. And, and this is another thing, a record that will never be broken, and I say this unequivocally in professional football, the 1983 Washington Redskin football team had a giveaway takeaway ratio of plus 43. Wow. That's crazy. Take a look at the last That's almost like 3 a Take game. a look at the last 20 years if you want. Go 30 years and see what the plus the, the giveaway takeaway ratio is for a team. That's amazing. I know it's phenomenal. Hey, um, we had a little fun last night at the Jaws Dick a cigar party and I, bet I, you I threw did. I threw a little trivia out there and guys were like scrambling to figure it out. Here's a little trivia for you folks. There's only two quarterbacks in the history of football to start a Grey Cup championship game in the Canadian Football League and a Super Bowl game in the National Football League. They are Joe Theismann and one Joe Cap. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Joe Cap of Minnesota and B.C. Absolutely. And you, yeah. of course, with the Argos. Argos yeah. By the and way, I think the Argos won uh, the Grey Cup this year. Did they? No. They did? Who, no, did they no. lose? It was Winnipeg. Did, did, Winnipeg, did Winnipeg beat them in the yeah, – the, the, I wasn't sure. I love to follow it. Yeah. It's actually Hamilton in the, the final. Was it Hamilton? Yeah. They beat Toronto? Yeah. Jeez, I thought they'd beat Hamilton. It's all right. You're too busy trying to stay out of the rain. No. <laughs> well, if I had somebody with an umbrella, I would. <laughs> Joe, awesome catching up with you. I Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. Right. Take care. Bye. Always fun catching up with the legendary Joe Theismann. Biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. In fact, Ronnie Patterson will probably be pouring it himself. 
Plus, they got food features and football prizing all day long. Meanwhile, at the Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game prizing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneer's Pub at number three in Williams and Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Hey, it's the Moj, and if you're looking to stock up for the big game, well, we will tell you three great plays. If you're in New Westminster, check out the Rivers Reach Liquor Store on 6th Street. In Port Moody, visit the Newport Liquor Store, and in Coquitlam, stop by the Johnston Street Liquor Store. Three stores with a lot in common. A great selection of wine, beer, and spirits, great service, and great prices. So huddle up at the Rivers Reach, Johnston Street, and Newport Liquor Stores to score big. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Landing Pub and Grill in Ladner, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show coming to you from Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center, Super Bowl 56. Featuring the Rams and the Bengals. Our next guest is a man who knows all about the Super Bowl experience. He is a Super Bowl champion with the Chicago Bears. He is a pro football Hall of Famer, the former offensive lineman for the Bears, our good friend Jimbo Covert. Jimbo, welcome. Great being with you guys this morning. Yeah. Um, talk about last night a little bit first. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. You guys enjoy yourself. I know that. The uh, the Jaws and Dickus cigar party. That was um, great. It was, you know, the, the cool thing is it's, it's great seeing everybody for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is just the tremendous job you guys do in terms of raising funds and raising awareness. I know Coach has had his issues in terms of his health lately, so you've kind of been more of the point man for him on this project. But um, congratulations on another outstanding night, and congratulations on raising funds that are going to help Gridiron Greats. Thank you. I, I think that they have done such a, uh, you know, Karen uh, Wright has done a great job, you know, after, you know, taking over for Shannon. And, uh, and you know, Coach, as you said, has had some health issues. And so, you know, I just tried to do my part. We had a thing down in the fundraiser down in Florida at my golf club and did pretty well a couple of weeks ago. And uh, this thing I was really looking forward to, to see the attendance. And we had a great attendance yeah. last night. I think people were ready to break out. But you know what I mean? It, you know, we're trying to do things. I mean, if you think about it, the guys that played in the, the '60s and '70s and '80s that didn't make the kind of money that these guys obviously make today, um, and uh, you know the injuries and all the things they had to deal with, um, 
you know, the pen, they can't even hold, a lot of these guys can't hold a job. And then the pensions that they had back then are pretty paltry, right? And uh, so anything we can do to help them with, you know, their co-pays, with their medical insurance, with, you know, their doctor's appointments, with just helping them, you know, any way we can help them. I think it's our responsibility as, as uh, you know, players that have done well um, and players today to take care of the guys that built the league. And, you know, the foundation of the league was built by these guys. So, you know, I think it's our responsibility to take care of them and do whatever we can to make their life a little more comfortable. Not to criticize players of today, the younger generation, but I know sometimes I get the feeling just talking to people that the players, and not just football, I'll talk hockey, baseball, you name it, that not all the players of today know the sacrifices that were made by the players of yesterday and the history of what they went through. How do you get around to educating the younger players of today of you know what the older players went through that's a great question i think we try to do that i just think it's difficult in some respects i think because of the amount of money these guys make and i just think that they're a little bit detached to the way it really was in the old days um and all the issues that we've had to deal with with you know the medications and the needles and all the stuff and everything like that because it was just you did it right there was no not doing it right Mm -hmm. now it's not like that right i i think it's better to be not like that but we did it so there you know we had to do it to survive and so what happens is there's always a um consequence to your actions and the consequences to your actions are the things that these guys are going through today it's hard to relay that to people that don't ever have to experience it, but we try to because I think it's the right thing to do. And uh, I think these guys realize that, you know, years after they retire. Chicago Bear Hall of Famer Jimbo Covert is our guest. Jimbo, do you consider yourself lucky when you see some of the guys that you played with or against and see what they went through and where your health is at right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had my share of stuff. I mean, I've been, I've had 16 surgeries and... You know, um, have to have a couple more, actually. Have my knee replaced, my ankle reconstructed, a bunch of stuff lately. Um, <clears throat> and I think it was difficult for me f- for a little bit. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was very lucky because I started, you know, working right after I was done playing football and had a career, a second career, and, and have been lucky and fortunate enough to do very well. Um, and had the ability to have great health care insurance yeah. and great, great, you know, coverage from doctors and great all that. Where a lot of guys don't have that. <clears throat> so, excuse me, <clears throat> set cigar last night. It's like a cigar. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I think uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's difficult. And I think that, uh, you know, I've been lucky because I've had the kind of health care that has allowed me to stay, you know, mobile and you know i always say if you if you don't move it you lose it so you got to keep moving and keep working out and a lot of guys just don't have the ability to do that because they're they're they don't their physical injuries don't allow them to do that it is super bowl week we are speaking with jimbo covert a super bowl champion with the chicago bears what are your memories of that super bowl team well i think it's just the characters that we had on that team were incredible i mean well, you start with the greatest football player to ever live, Walter Payton, and then you just kind of can work back from there. So, I mean, you know, four or five Hall of Famers and all the characters and, you know, a head coach that kind of 
you know, brought everything together. He was the right guy for the job at the right time. And, uh, you know, we had a great football team. And I think people don't realize we won more games in five years span than I think any team in NFL history up to that point. Um, you know, we were 15-1 and one in 1985 and won the Super Bowl. We were 14-2 and in 86 without a quarterback half the season. We were a 52-yard field goal away from being 15-1 two years in a row. That just it never would have happened, never happened before. So, um, you know, we just couldn't get past the Redskins a couple times. We had quarterback issues. You know, we, we, the 49ers got us twice. They got us in 84 and 88. They were pretty good. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had some pretty good teams. That we should have won a couple more Super Bowls. I think our biggest thing, you saw Jimmy Mack last night with, all, you know, his ankle and everything. I mean, if we could have kept our quarterback healthy, I'm convinced we could have won a couple more. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you wanted to win them a couple more. You believed you could have won a couple more, but at least you got that one, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing with so many teams or athletes that, you know, they, they get close and they can't get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, you wanted more, but at least you got that one because, you know, we're talking around here. We had Legarrette Blunt walk by, and he has three of them, and he was he felt so fortunate because there's so many great players. Don't get one. Barry Sanders is walking around here. Barry Sanders doesn't have a Super Bowl right. ring. You know what I mean? So to get that one, it's a major accomplishment. And I think people don't realize that realize is you know when I, I was we won the Super Bowl. I was 25 years old, right? I said, man, this isn't too hard. Yeah, you know. Be back here next year. Yeah. Be back here the year after. <laughs> Jimbo, you would not believe how many players that I've talked to over the years, and they all say the same thing. When you win that the first time, well, we'll be back. But when you win it, say if you're 34 or 35, and then you realize just what it takes. Guys that have spent eight, nine, ten years in the league, and they win that Super Bowl, and they're like, wow. And I think that rubs yeah. off a lot. If you got that guy on your team, I think the younger guys might kind of gravitate towards his message in the sense that this ain't easy this is this yeah. is a very special moment take advantage of it well that's what happened with walter you know he played so long and they never got there and really only i think one one i don't think they never won a playoff game or maybe one in his career and then you know we get to the super bowl um and i think that the the it was such an incredible moment for everybody including him but i think that the difference was in order for us to get to the super bowl it couldn't be all about him, mm-hmm. right? It was all about him before, but now all of a sudden we had other weapons, you know? We had a quarterback and a receiver and a couple of receivers, a you know, great offensive line and a great defense, and it wasn't just Walter Payton, right? Because Walter Payton wasn't going to run a Super Bowl by himself. What's right? your favorite Walter Payton story? Oh, I think the one I told at the uh, Hall of Fame where um, – you know, Matt Suey and I were roommates, and Matt and, and Walter tight Matt, uh, forever and really close friends, best friends, and Matt is executor of Walter's will. And so, you know, back in the day, uh, everybody had a room together. He was the only guy that had a single room, of course, because it's Walter Payton. So, But his room was always next to ours, and he'd always have a, the door would always be, you know, the adjoining door. He'd always be over in our room anyway. We'd watch the TV and hang out before the game. But every once in a while... It was a big game. That door would fly open. He'd jump right on top of me. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> you know, he leaned down. He had that voice like Michael Jackson. You yeah. know? And he'd go, good morning, sunshine. Time to kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I'm going to throw a question to you, and I'm going to flip it, because we had Coach Dick on our podcast probably about three months ago, and we asked him, how would the Bears' defense fare in today's game? 
And he said, we get slaughtered. He goes, they'd spread us out wide. And he goes, we would get slaughtered. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let me ask you this. How would the Bears' offense from that day fare in today's game? Um, I think pretty well because we run the football. No one expects yeah. it anymore. No one expects to run. You know, the fullback's completely out of offenses now. Um, you know, if it's third and two, third and three, you just throw the ball, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think it's, I think that it's, you know, I don't know. I was just talking about it earlier. You know, it's, it's uh, from the beginning of time in football, I don't care where you play, it's always won by the guys up front. Always, right? You got to be able to run the football. You got to be able to pass protect. You got to be able to do that. Um, and the defensive guys have to have penetration, have to keep the gut blockers off the linebackers. And they can make it about a passing league. They can make it about quarterbacks and receivers. But if you don't have the guys up front doing their job, these other guys can't play. We'll talk about the Super Bowl in a second because that's a big theme this week with the Bengals' offensive line as we continue our conversation with Jimbo Covert. Um, the Hall of Fame class was announced. And Tony Baselli, Cliff Branch, Leroy Butler, um, several others as well. I'm looking at the list. Art McNally, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Dick Vermeil, Bryant Young. What was it like for you when you got that call from the Pro Football Hall of Fame saying that you're a member of the class? Well, my mind was a little different <clears throat> because I was out and I was working. And it wasn't like the um, knock on the door, right, because it was a centennial class. So it was a little bit unique. Um, I was working at a healthcare conference, J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference out in San Francisco. So I got my phone call from David Baker at, I think, 4.30 in the morning. Have you ever met a bigger human? Oh, he's huge. <laughs> huge. And I got my call at 4.30 in the morning. And I, I, I look at caller ID. Well, I didn't sleep very much the oh. night before because I knew that was coming out. And they were announced on NFL Network. So I, get, I pick up my phone, and it's not from Canton, Ohio. So I'm like... Who the hell's calling me at 4.30 in the morning, right? Well, I was out in, out in L.A. My wife was traveling, and so I, uh, I picked up the phone, and it was him. But, I mean, you know, I, I just think when you get that call, you know, your whole life flashes in front of you in, like, two seconds. You know, I mean, you think about your family, your wife and kids, and your mom and dad, and your brothers and sisters, guys you played high school with, yeah. guys you played, you know, uh, college and pro with. And it's just such an emotional, special moment that you just hit you all at once. And uh, it's difficult to remain, you know, composed in that environment when you hear that, you know, because it's your whole life. You're yeah. a football player, you know, that's what you are. So, I mean, it's, a, it's such a large part of your life. You know, football on the calendar is a really small part of your life, but emotionally it's probably the, the biggest part. The impact that it has. Exactly. The impact that it has on your character. Your personality, the friendships that you make, Absolutely. the networking that you have made as a player that hopefully helps you navigate your career post-football. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's such a huge impact. Jimbo Covert for a couple more minutes. Hey, the Super Bowl itself, you touched on it. you got to win in the trenches. Everyone is talking about this Bengals offensive line and, you know, that the Rams defense is going to be able to get to Joe Burrow. How do you see this thing shaking down on Sunday? Well, uh, they got to Joe Burrow about eight times the other week, and he's, mm-hmm. they still won the football game. So, um, yeah, they've had some a little bit of issues protecting the passer, and uh, this kid's pretty special, this Burrow kid. So, I mean, I, I, Joe Burrow, I like him. I think, uh, you know, first of all, they're going to have to double uh, Aaron Donald, and that's always going to leave someone else free, and that's going to leave someone else that's going to be able to, you know, do some damage. Um, and... Uh, so I think you're going to see that a little bit. Um, but if they could protect this, 
kid, and they should, if they're going to have to figure out a way to do that, this is going to be a really good game, really competitive game. I like Matt Stafford. I've always liked him. I think he's a tough kid. I think, you know, this quarterback, this kid, he goes out there, and he's always had the talent, just never had the cast around him, and now look what he's been doing, gets to the Super Bowl. So, you know, everyone's asked me who he thinks going to win. I mean, I'm an NFC guy, right? So mm-hmm. I, want, I want the Rams to win. But um, because I'm an NFC guy, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, they keep this close. It's going to be a football game. I've got a 34-31 Bengals. hate to tell you that, but I just, Joe Burrow, there's just that, something about him. That doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I don't have a, I'd love to see Aaron Donald. He's a Pitt kid. I went to Pitt. He's from Pittsburgh. He's a, you know, he's a hell of a football player. I'd like to see him win a Super Bowl, but, you know, at the end of the day, best team's going to win, so. Jimbo, great stuff. And, of course, people can still bid online for a while. I don't know what the date is that you got it open till, but I imagine for the next few weeks at www.gridirongreats.org. Actually, you guys got always, you always have something going on there in terms of fundraising and in terms of auctions. So check it out, www.gridirongreats.org. Jimbo Covert has been our guest. Jimbo, thank you so much for stopping you by. You bet, guys. Anytime. Anytime. Always enjoy talking to you guys. Thank you to the Hall of Famer and former Chicago Bearer Jimbo Covert for making time for us here at Radio Row. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, I'll tell you what. Whenever it comes to tires or meeting any of those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place. OK Tire in Langley. OK Tire in Langley, well, they're more than just about tires. Like I said, complete automotive care. And the best thing about it is the service you get from my friends, the Delaney family. Started off with the boss man, Trevor. Trevor's now kind of retired, just kind of hanging out up in the shoe shop, golfing, enjoying life. But the young bloods, Clayton and Brett, do a tremendous job. Like I said earlier, man, anyone I send to OK Tire in Langley, they all come back raving about the service that they get. Delaney's OK Tire in Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number three in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovich. This is the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show coming to you from Radio Row in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Super Bowl 56 featuring the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Our next guest, if you were a Seahawk fan, 
doesn't need much of an introduction because he was part of some great Seahawk teams, including one that went to the Super Bowl. He was with the Seahawks from 2003 through 2012. Corner outstanding, extraordinaire. I, I, every time I see him, I just say one thing. You can't handle the truth. Hey. Marcus Trufant stops by. Marcus, great to have you aboard, man. What's going on, man? What's going on? Been a while, man. It's been a while. I know. You've been kind of like, you know, down there. We've been up there right, in COVID right, and right. not been able to get down south. But I know you're keeping busy. I'm looking at this um, sheet that you guys got here, a little info sheet. Man, this is like, you're, you're like big time now, hey, post-career. <laughs> I'm trying to get there i'm trying to get to your level right uh, yeah so you've got a podcast going the truly unruly podcast yes which you do a podcast with your wife yeah okay. scary right yeah i was just about but, to say but yeah but it works man we talk about um family we talking about uh, the dynamics of you know of course the husband that plays ball and then you got the wife that's staying at home with the kids and all the craziness we got five kids and we recently just got a puppy so you can imagine the um stuff we go through on a daily but yeah we talk about everything the, the relationships we've been married for 14 years i'm glad you're saying I, that yeah, very yeah, slowly yeah, 14 <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta make sure i get it right or i'll be in trouble at home but yeah we've been married 14 years man it's ups and downs but uh yeah man it's good and you got the barber shop yeah the shop. barber shop uh, yeah the, yep and, and um, podcast that's sports man and me and my guy uh terry holloman we talk sports and we talk everything just like you're in a barber shop, and you know you you, you um, talk about everything under the sun, and you have fun with it, and you do it in a way that's not so scripted, and you just um, and you say your piece, right? And mm-hmm. everybody has an opinion, and that's just how we get through it, man. It's good though. It's okay, I, I'm gonna go deep here because obviously you do talk about this on your podcast. And I don't get too personal, but when you stop playing, you, you talk to a, a lot of players, or you hear about a lot of players and their relationships, their marriages. Get a little strained because it's a, it's a completely different lifestyle now, right? right? I mean, you're making this check with three X's in it as a professional athlete. All of a sudden now you might be making a check with one X, right? Right. I mean, there's a lifestyle change. I mean, depending on what you've done financially, um, there's also that change. Of, you know, you're the spotlight guy. Now you're not in the spotlight. Now you got to maybe wait in the lineup at a restaurant yeah. rather than just walking <laughs> in and getting true. that table. So, I mean, what are some of the, the, the stressors or some of the things that you went through with your relationship in terms of post-football? Right. So I, I think you got to start with your um, foundation, right, of your relationship and where you're at. Um, I know for me and my wife, it's always been based on our um, – friendship and us really loving um to be around each other and just enjoying each other's company um you know i would be gone at practice and i would come back and i would miss all of these uh things i would miss birthdays i would miss holidays i would miss all the kids activities you know the dance recitals the cheerleading all that kind of stuff but i really wanted to be there so so when i retired i just went all in and i jumped right into the family stuff I was still looking trying to find myself trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do um, I feel like being in the NFL sometimes they somewhat brainwash you and thinking that football is the only thing that you should be doing you shouldn't be looking outside of that mm-hmm. or you're distracted right but um, I feel like the newer players guys are taking care of their business okay I'm going to um, capitalize on the opportunities. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take care of social media. But as far as the relationship side, you really just have to get used to being around each other all the time. There's no time off. I know for me, I love that it's like that. I really enjoy it. But sometimes some relationships need space, right, in order to flourish. So we went through 
that process, but we kind of just took it and ran with it, man. We grabbed each other's hand, and we just ran together. You've seen guys, friends, teammates. I imagine the relationships go south too, right? Right. Must be kind of hard considering the fact that, you know, these are people you care about. Right. In the sense that it's just, and again, I just look at it, and it's tough because it's such an adjustment. And I had one player tell me, <laughs> one former player in the National Hockey League tell me, he goes, she's still buying shoes on an NHL paycheck. I'm not getting an NHL paycheck anymore, right? So it's an adjustment on both sides, right? right? Even like from a financial adjustment as well as a personal adjustment. Tell me a little bit of the foundation that you got going on. Yeah, the Truth Our Family Foundation, man. I started it um, 03, 04, um, early on in my career. I got drafted to the home team. I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, um, and then I get drafted to Seattle, 45 minutes away. So I wanted to be able to give back to a community that gave to me. And we give scholarships to um, to high schools. Man, we have those wraparound services because sometimes scholarships aren't um, quite enough. You still got to eat and you need a place to live and you need all of this stuff, right? So we try to do all that. And it's not just about education. There's other stuff out there. So we um, preach that the experience and the opportunities is what we want to give the youth man and just show them something different something that they might not see unless they're on a um you know a sports field or they're talking to a coach that's giving them some life lessons so having those experiences and being exposed to certain things can be very good and can put a kid on you know on any track to be the next big thing in anything right so it's just um it comes down to getting with the youth early and just pointing them in the right direction. Did you have somebody that did that with you? Um, not so much, man, but I had a very great um, support system in my parents. Mm-hmm. They were there for everything that I did. Um, they, supported, they supported me and my brothers and anybody else in our family, right? And that's just how our family got down. But everybody doesn't have that, right? So that's where the Trufant Family Foundation comes in. Marcus Trufant is our guest, outstanding corner for the Seattle Seahawks for many years, part of a team that went to Super Bowl 45. When I mentioned Super Bowl 45, what emotion comes up? <laughs> um, for me, it, it, it's kind of a, a blur now, and I've kind of – went back and looked at it and in Seattle people don't even like to talk about it or if you say it they they kind of make this face because it's like okay the Seahawks were totally cheated and the refs did this and the refs they came back and apologized I don't know if you know that yeah yeah um the team meeting I guess was the next week or whatever they came back we're like yeah we we uh (laughs) yeah thanks we're gonna let you guys know we did miss a few things (laughs) so we're sorry we can't change the result yeah but we are sorry. But the emotions that come from that, for me, I don't feel like we played the best game, right? So I know a lot of people, especially in the Northwest, say that we lost at games by the refs, but we didn't do ourselves any favor in that game. You know, when you look at those Seahawk teams, we had Sean Alexander on. And okay. He, Sean takes a lot of pride in the sense that they laid the foundation. The Seahawks really didn't win that much until your group came up. And now, you know, they've been to Super Bowls, they've won Super Bowls. Do you kind of take the same pride in saying, hey, you know, we're, we were the guys that kind of started this ball rolling? I do. I do. I do. We, um, we I take pride in that um, because you're there, right? And I was fortunate enough to be able to do a little both. I had um, 
played with Mike Holmgren, and then I was able to play a little bit with Pete Carroll as well. So to see that process and to see the um, the growth and just see the different styles, right? You know, um, playing with Mike Holmgren was more like that father figure, kind of dad, that type of coach. And then you get a Pete Carroll that's more like the surfer kid from California <laughs> that's playing the music at practice and everything's fun, everything loose. But that you're holding players accountable. So you, you're you um, trying to get to the same goal, but two different styles. But I definitely take a lot of pride in that. Um, the city changed. And they, uh, they really got behind the Seahawks in those days, in those early days, around that first Super Bowl. So um, great times. I mean, I met a lot of great guys, and I still talk to a lot of those guys. What are your favorite memories? Uh, favorite memory, uh, playing against the Carolina Panthers to go to the Super Bowl that year and um, doing it at home and just the energy that was in um, Questfield at the time and just going around, man, and high-fiving the crowd and just feeling that energy and the celebration, knowing that we're going to the Super Bowl for the first time in the franchise's history. You no, know, so. I remember it was the Romo fumbled snap. Okay. And I mean, big play Babs, big right? Big play Babs, yeah. our guy, Jordan Babineau. Um, but you know what I remember about that? I remember being – there's a couple of memories. And Todd Lightwicky, who you know, who yeah. is the, now with the, the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. But two things I remember about your run. The one year where it's the fumbled snap of Babineau. Was that the Super Bowl year or was it the year – I think it might have been the year after before. Anyway, yeah. regardless, Lightwicky's on the sideline. And when the ball is fumbled and Babs makes the play – I swear to God, he had a 48-inch vertical. Like, he was, like, wearing a suit and, like, a trench coat. And he was, like, boom. And then the other thing, too, that I remember, you talk about the sadness of losing a Super Bowl. I remember going down to your locker room after Super Bowl 45 and waiting to get in. And here's Todd, and I think he had his three kids with him. And here's this big guy, six foot four, and he's crouching down as low as he can do because his kids are crying. Right, And he's wow. just giving them a big hug. And, you know, just some of the things that you remember. But... You know, when I think about those Seahawks teams, I just think I think of the excitement that you guys provided for the city and just how everybody just got on board. I mean, you know, the fans were starving for a team to make that type of run, and you guys did. And I imagine for you, growing up in Tacoma, going to Washington State, I mean, you must have been – tell me you're a Seahawks guy going up because if you're a Packer fan <laughs> growing up, this goes <laughs> off the rails, this thought. Well, you know what? To be honest, um, I was like everybody else, right? You knew – of the Seahawks, but what you knew of the Seahawks is that in those days they didn't do a bunch. Mm-hmm. I would wear um, a Seahawk gear and clothes and stuff like that. And I um, remember one Christmas that my brother got some Raiders stuff and I got some Seahawks stuff, right? And mm-hmm. I was kind of mad that I didn't get no Raiders stuff. So <laughs> that's just how it was kind of in those days. But um, the fans, just like you said, the, the 12s, have been crazy, but during those days, it kind of just it just shot up a couple notches, and that's that community, and they're still doing it out there. It's a new type of 12, I feel like, but those fans in those days um, were very, very um, loyal because, like you said, they yeah. had been starving. Seahawks today, what do you see happening? Man, everyone's talking about Russell Wilson moving on, maybe Pete Carroll. I mean, what's your gut feeling on how everything plays out in Seattle? Um very interesting, man. I've been having a couple conversations about that. I believe or I think it's a um, bad idea to kind of scrap this thing and get rid of one of the best quarterbacks um, in the game um, and kind of start over. But um, 
I would hope that they would keep Russ and they would build around it. I know that's easier said than done. I know there's a lot of business that kind of um, goes in with that. But I think Russ is a great quarterback, and you're not going to be able to find um, much better in a short period of time. You're more of a reload rather than rebuild guy Absolutely. when it comes to the Hawks. Absolutely. All right, this Sunday, the Super Bowl. You've played in this theme. You know what it's about. Um, how do you see it shaking down? Uh, the close game, of course. I've um, the way that the Bengals are playing, man. The the uh, youth and the energy and just coming in this thing, and um, they got their eyes kind of wide open and not even knowing exactly what they're doing and kind of realizing that they're really making this run is a uh, something. It's um, something to say about that. But I like. The leadership, I like the vets on the Rams um, and where Stafford is. And he's been in some situations that haven't been as good, right? So he, he's primed and ready to, to, to shine and to make it happen. And they talk about Aaron Donald. You talk about Von Miller. You talk about Jalen Ramsey. That, um, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, that's a lot of star power. I know there's stars on both teams, but I just like the, the – um, the older guys that are seasoned and they've made it happen so I feel like they're going to run with this thing you know, and make it happen. I, I'll tell you what Marcus, when I look at all the boxes and I tick them, everything is on the Ram side. Right, the only yeah. one that I tick on the Bengal side is Bengal, or pardon me, Bengal Burrow yeah. and their kicker McPherson and okay. for whatever reason I just got this feeling that somehow some way Burrow's going to find a way to get this thing done. Alright, Marcus Trufant, before we let you go, again People want more info, social media, websites, you name it. Here's your time. Yes, you can go to MarcusTrufant.com. Um, you can find me on IG at Marcus underscore Trufant. And definitely check out my podcast, the Truly Unruly podcast, and my um, the other podcast, the Barbershop Show. We talk sports. Truly Unruly is me and my wife, man. We talk about everything under the sun about relationships, post-career, marriage, et cetera, et cetera. Marcus, great stuff stopping by. Continued success. Uh, nice catching up with you. And next time, we're going to make this a lot shorter time in between I catching agree. up. I agree. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. Former Seahawk Marcus Trufant paying us a visit here at Radio Row, and it was great catching up with Marcus. All right, now, I've got to tell you, if you're looking for a place to watch the big game on Sunday, we have you covered around the lower mainland. In Richmond, the spot to be is the Pioneers Pub, our home all season long for road Seahawks pre- and post-game shows. Ronnie Patterson and the crew down there taking good care of you. Pioneers Pub, the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town, food specials, and football prizes all day long. If you're in Delta, Ladner will check out the Landing Pub and Grill in the heart of Ladner. You'll see the big autograph, Kurt Appleby, glossy on the wall there, with the best selection of cold craft beer, big game prizing all day. Day. Now, if you need to stock up for the big game, you're staying at home, well, check out the Rivers Reach Liquor Store on 6th Street in my hometown of New Westminster, right there, 6th and Blackford. And, of course, they have the Newport Liquor Store right there in Port Moody, does George Petropavlis and his crew, and the Johnston Street Liquor Store in Coquitlam. And the last thing I'm going to throw in here, if you need some pizza, well, Mike Whittingham, he's stocked up on these guys, and he just swears by them. Bucky's Pizza in South Surrey. Be sure to order the best pizza in town, of course, Bucky's Pizza. Check them out at Bucky'sPizzeria.com. That is a wrap for Episode 7. Episode 8 is next. Why spend hours searching dealerships, comparing makes and models? Find the best of BC's inventory in one place, todaysdrive.com. 
You'll have access to inventory across BC, where you can easily find a vehicle that fits your needs and gets you where you need to go in comfort. Get in the driver's seat. Don't miss out on the many options we have available for you. Powered by Black Press Media, todaysdrive.com connects you with exclusive new and used car deals.